find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. And guess what? We've got a doozy of a uh, article today that I'm just gonna read and comment on because uh, things are getting pretty crazy. Actually, they have been for a while and um, we'll get into it. So this article is about, the title is January 6th Prisoners and Families Expose Brutal Truth About Jail Lockdown. And uh, as we know, as we've known for a while, um, a lot of the January 6th uh, people who have been arrested, who've been thrown in jail, have not been charged, have not had the opportunity to talk to lawyers, have uh, in some cases been tortured. Uh, but this is a detailed account from... Uh, a couple people who were able to get information out of the jail and uh, let the public know as to what the heck was happening. So <clears throat> this piece is actually presented, written by the Epoch Times, of course. Seems to be one of the only newspapers that knows what the hell journalism still is these days. And let's get started. It begins without warning. A January 6th prisoner has emerged from his cell without a mask. When it was over, the jail was in lockdown and several inmates had been pepper sprayed, handcuffed, and thrown into solitary confinement. Inmate tablets were quickly confiscated, but not before several prisoners had time to send text messages exposing the brutal truth of what happened. Many of these messages were obtained by the Epoch Times, in exclusive interviews with the Epoch Times, the family members of several January 6th prisoners share their stories. And I'm going to read these. Uh, I was going to uh, continue on with the uh, series on Operation Lockstep, but I felt like this was more important because this is Biden's America. This is the uh, political fuss, uh, the mess that we are in the middle of, and um, <laughs> it seems to only be getting worse. The, ident the identities of these, of those uh, in the inmate text changes obtained by the Epoch Times have been redacted for fear they will suffer further retaliation. Uh, expletive just went down. I'm guessing uh, it was probably shit. Shit just went down. According to the text message sent by one January 6th prisoner to a family member, shit just went down at the Correctional Treatment Facility in Washington, D.C. around 9.46 a.m. on September 5th. One of the guards had just assaulted Maccabee because he wasn't wearing a mask. Wasn't wearing a mask. Like, you had to deal with this shit at Walmart. And people in freaking jail and prison are dealing with this shit, too. The prisoner's name is Ronald uh, Colton Maccabee. His wife, Sarah, described to the Epoch Times what, ha what happened. 
Maccabee had just been let out of his cell by a pod officer in order to receive his medications. Inmates, Sarah explained, have to take their meds in front of the nurse to prove they swallowed the pills. The med cart was about 25 feet from the door of Maccabee's cell. When he walked out of the cell to go get his meds, he was not wearing his mask. <gasps> oh my god. Lieutenant Crystal Lancaster began yelling at him, ordering him to put his mask on. He said he was going to get his medication and didn't need his mask. It was after Maccabee had taken his medication. It is alleged that Lancaster doused his face with OC spray. While pepper spray and OC spray are essentially comprised of the same ingredients, the higher concentration of uh, Olerson capsulium is what sets them far apart. A March 1994 report issued by the United States Department of Justice acknowledged the more potent and potentially lethal properties of OC spray when used outside of recommended guidelines or on someone with pre-existing respiratory conditions such as asthma. The dude's already taken medication. <laughs> with Maccabee on the ground in pain, Lancaster ordered the pot officer to handcuff him. As Maccabee was being handcuffed, Lancaster sprayed him again, point blank in the face. Sarah's account is validated by the text sent by other January 6 prisoners to their family members. And these are photos of the text messages. Uh, Lieutenant Lancaster just assaulted Maccabee for not wearing a mask. She pushed him first and sprayed him. She also sprayed him while he was cuffed and on the ground at point blank range. That was one. Uh, Lancaster has not only used not only used excessive force, she assaulted him with a deadly or dangerous pepper spray or OC spray. He was trying to get his medication but didn't have a mask on, so she assaulted him. That's assault with a dangerous and deadly weapon, according to the events of January 6th. And what does this other one say? This one's hard to read. Lancaster just sprayed Mac for no reason. They tackled him and hit him while he was on the ground. Uh, she assaulted him for not wearing a mask. She also sprayed him at point-blank range while he was on the ground. Wow, these are great people that we hire for this. By now, Sarah said other January 6 prisoners had emerged from their cells. Three of them, Ron Sandlin, Bart Shively, and Ryan Nichols, uh, began yelling at Lancaster, telling her to stop her assault on Maccabee. Sandlin was then handcuffed. He and Maccabee were taken away to solitary confinement. Shively and Nichols were also sprayed, cuffed, and placed in isolation pods. According to Sarah, there's no cameras in the isolation pod area. Oh, that's cute. It's very concerning because the guards can come in and do whatever they like to these people with no accountability. Hmm... Messages sent by two more January 6 prisoners provide collaboration and more detail. Let's see here. History of abuse and subhuman conditions. Okay. Sarah then recalled that the facility had a long history of subhuman conditions. No kidding. Oh. She also noted that Lancaster, notorious among the January 6 prisoners and their family members for being particularly vulgar and brutal had been banned from the January 6th pod for verbal abuse and for stealing the inmates' mail. 
I don't know if that ban was lifted or why she was in that pod, she said. Her account was, again, validated independently by messages from another January 6th prisoner. Can we just start the lawsuit already? Like, just a massive... Granted, I understand the federal government will just end up printing more money to pay for, like, all the damages, and it's not going to be worth shit. But come on, this is, uh, this is insane. Uh, we just had a situation here at the jail. One of our guys was assaulted by an officer here at the pod. We were doing nothing wrong, and she came in causing all kinds of problems. So she told the CO to cuff him, and we all stood together in defiance. In defense, so they came in full force, macing everyone. We are currently on a hunger strike in the pod. Please tell the world about this terrible situation. She needs to be fired. She does nothing but cause strict problem, cause strict and pro. Hmm. She does nothing but cause strict and problems every time she comes in here. It's not right. Uh, please tell everyone you can. We are on a hunger strike. The world needs to know how bad things, bad we are being treated. Thank you. God bless America. I don't know if I'd be saying God bless America at this point, because uh, this shit's been going on for a while. According to Nicole Reffitt, the targeted abuse of January 6th prisoners is nothing new to the D.C. Gulag. Her husband, Guy Reffitt, has suffered there for nearly 20 months. 20 months! That's, um, Guy, uh, Guy, Nicole explained, was the first January 6th defendant to go to trial and the first one they tried to charge with the domestic terrorism enhancement. What the fuck is that? Domestic terrorism enhancement. Luckily, the judge did not grant that, Nicole told the Epoch Times, adding that her husband never entered the Capitol building, touched anyone, or damaged anything. He was still sentenced to seven and a half years, she lamented. We are still trying to wrap our brains around that. It's because they're fucking assholes. I've been unable to talk to my husband. You know, when shit like this was happening in France, um, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, even the French, the French who are known for their battle cry of we surrender, um, did not tolerate this bullshit. We have been unable to t I have been unable to talk to my husband, Nicole said further, adding that the tablets the prisoners used to communicate with their families were suddenly confiscated. He has not been able to send me a message. The last message he sent me was that we were being assaulted and officers had taken off their body cams. Yeah, that's always a good sign. There's going to be some legal stuff happening after that. A text message from a prisoner's family member confirmed that the inmates' tablets had been confiscated. Uh, she also revealed that the prisoner's electronic grievance system had been turned off and that they have not been able to file grievances with the jail for over a month. This means none of the incidents of abuse have been documented and no one has been held accountable. Even the paper grievances files by prisoners were torn up in front of their faces. The history of abuse was validated by the message of the January 6th prisoner, I don't know, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Bronson, um, about the most, probably the most famous prisoner in the UK, uh, granted, the UK is different, they have their own, uh, 
judicial system, their own prison system. But the guy was consistently beating the fuck out of the out of the guards, and um, I'm kind of understanding why. If this was like some of the shit that he was dealing with for most of his life. In the meantime, Sarah said her husband was in his cell drenched with OC spray for over 12 hours before he was taken to medical and thrown into a hot shower. That is some bullshit. Afterward, guards take him, uh, made him put the same OC sprayed soaked clothes back on before putting him back in his cell. Uh, fuck you, I'm going in naked. <laughs> Four hours later, it began to reactivate on his skin and in his eyes. He begged to be allowed to shower with soap and water. He was told to suck it up. It wasn't until around midnight that he was allowed to shower and with soap and water and put on clean clothes. Um, I have absolutely zero and no respect for these people. <clears throat> Mistaken identity or intentional retaliation. <laughs> wait what that's their excuse like they don't know who the hell mm. despite repeated pleas with u.s senators representatives and bureau of prisoners and u.s marshals bonnie nichols says nothing has changed as reported by the epoch times in july her husband ryan faces 11 charges including multiple infractions with the words deadly or dangerous weapon attached the deadly or dangerous weapon was Pepper spray. That's weird. Wow. So he's he's being charged with carrying pepper spray. Meanwhile, they're they're using a more concentrated version of the shit on them while they're in jail. That's that's awesome. In the early morning hours of September seventh, Bonnie received heartbreaking messages, series of text messages from Ryan describing both his physical and mental state after he was assaulted by Lancaster and thrown into solitary confinement. He believes he was attacked by Lancaster in a case of mistaken identity. What a dumb bitch. <laughs> good morning, sweetheart. I'm good. We are in South 1. They took us to Gen Pop and to await my hearing on the charges. They gave me three charges, all of which are untrue. <clears throat> we are in solitary confinement and have been in solitary confinement for about two days now. Maccabee said that he believes Lancaster assaulted him unprovoked like that because she thought he was me. We kind of resemble each other. <laughs> Again, dumb bitch. <laughs> Lancaster, uh, you're dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, they, they say they can't. Find it. Let's see. Oh, wait. They stole my discovery again and took my hard drive. They had all my casework that I needed to give to Joe about the entire case. And they said they can't find it. Holy shit. That's fucking lawsuits. Lawsuits up the ass. Look, just sue the fucking shit out of these people. Lancaster needs to be put in a cell with some pepper spray in her face for, I don't know, a couple days, maybe. It was right in my cell, and Lancaster knew that because she just came into my cell right before that. I had medical give me burn cream. They let me sit in uh, OC spray all that day, all night, and into the next day before I was given a shower. Still haven't seen mental health. The medical people gave me Meg. Mag A, uh, 
plus for the burns and scolded ERT who basically told me to suck it up and my burns didn't matter right in front of the medical people. However, Bonnie was convinced the assault on her husband was a matter of intentional retaliation for the lawsuit that was filed August 10th that named her specifically. Yeah, because you're a bitch. <laughs> According to the petition for writ of habeas corpus under 28 U.S.C. 2241 and complaint for declaratory and injunctive relief, Lancaster, the guard in charge of the solitary confinement area known as the whole, verbally and mentally abuses inmates. She also oversees officers and guards who do the same and is suspected to bring drugs into the prison. Wait, what? And is suspected of bringing drugs into the prison? The complaint states further, the presence of drugs in the prison was confirmed by both the U.S. Marshal's report and the testimony of D.C. City Council Chair and the Judiciary and Public... What is happening? According to reports, one correctional officer was already arrested at the D.C. facility in February for allegedly accepting bribes to bring drugs, knives, and cell phones to inmates. <laughs> there have also been multiple drug overdoses and two drug-related deaths that further corroborate the presence of drugs in the D.C. jail. <clears throat> they must be, uh, I'm guessing these are demo. I, none of this surprises me. Bonnie also noted that Lancaster has been banned from January 6th pod for weeks. She could taunt, she would taunt the inmates, calling them names like White Cracker, and tell them she's going to, um, uh, oh, and tell them she's going to fuck your daddy and give you a little sister. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm guessing Lancaster's black. I can't, well, I mean, I, I have worked with some angry middle-aged white woman with no kids who just really, really fucking hate white men. But, um, yeah, I don't think that's the same thing. Uh, last time Ryan was thrown into solitary was apparently in retaliation for the grievance she had filed because he suffers from PTSD due to the trauma suffered during his military service. Ryan was placed on suicide watch, however. He was not allowed to see a nurse or to receive mental health counseling. They simply put him in a straitjacket and strapped him to a bench. <laughs> Now Ryan is again in solitary. The pod is still on lockdown because he was not allowed to shower for 48 hours after the assault. He has chemical burns all over his body from the OC spray. The emergency response team told him to stop being a bitch. I'm just guessing here. It says expletive, but I'm guessing they told him to stop being a bitch. I'm angry at this point over what's continuing to happen. Bonnie told the Epoch Times, it's like this jail is untouchable. It's aggravating that these men are still in the same situation after two years. Aside from the abuse, abuse and abhorrent conditions, Bonnie said her husband's discovery was taken from him. Uh, of all the work he's been doing on this case, all the motions, everything he has been working on for his case for the past 19 months was on a thumb drive that has now gone missing from his cell for the second time. The guards claim to know nothing. Again. Yeah, um, 
can we get like Jeffrey Figer on this? I mean, the dude loves to like put on a show and everything. I mean, this, the, the whole abuse thing, I'm sorry, but if you're out there and you're like, well, maybe if they weren't insurrectionists, like this bad shit wouldn't be happening to them. I'm sorry, but if your ass ends up in jail, don't you expect the same fucking uh, amount of respect and regard for like being able to argue your case? I don't know. Maybe not get convicted of a crime that you didn't commit. Perhaps this is like a universal thing that we should all be uh, pushing for, striving for, that we should all acknowledge that we have. But instead, people like to be fucking assholes when it comes to these people. There will be hell to pay. Don Nichols, Ryan's father, was with Bonnie when she spoke with the Epoch Times. Don has been on the phone all morning. He contacted the director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, the United States Marshals Service. He has been advised that the best bet is to get a hold of your senators and congressmen. Fuck you, dude. Do your job. <laughs> the director of Federal Bureau of Prisons. Fuck you. You need to be fired. You're a dirty piece of shit. Lou Gohmert, uh, Representative Lou Gohmert, uh, has already done everything he can do, Don told the Epoch Times, praising the Texas Republican congressman for his dedication to the plight of January 6th prisoners. Bonnie said Gohmert has been doing more than anyone else has. <clears throat> yeah, how about we just refer to this as, like, Abu Gray, D.C.? Because, um... This, yeah, this is insane. Don wants to know why so many January 6th prisoners have been charged with using a dangerous or deadly weapon called pepper spray, but guards can dose pre-trial detainees who have not been convicted of any crime multiple times before they're shackled and after they're shackled and suffers no consequences. Yeah, it's a great fucking question. I ask one simple question, Don charged... Uh, angrily, can I file criminal charges against Lieutenant Lancaster on behalf of my son? Mm, I believe the son can. You can't charge somebody else for a crime that you did not witness yourself. At least that was the experience that I, uh, I had personally. Um, but yeah, I do believe he can try to press charges, but unfortunately nobody's going to arrest this bitch. And, um, I'm I want to say that's just how it is, but that's not how it should be. That's the question I want someone who's in charge of the system to answer because I'm willing to fly to D.C. on whatever day saying I'm all, I am ready to file charges against each and every person who perpetrated this crime against these men. Yeah, uh, these guards need to have their asses beat. I'm sorry. Uh, for Bonnie, her concern is how much can a human being take until it's too much? She recalled how several January 6th defendants who weren't even incarcerated had already committed suicide. That's the point. Suicide is a fucking weapon. Uh, I, the, the more I look into this, I believe this shit started with Obama. I don't know about before that. I mean, <laughs> there were some mysterious deaths under Clinton. Um, but you look at the case of Aaron Schwartz. Yeah, we're going to steal all of your fucking money so you can't defend yourself because we say it's by ill-gotten gains. It's the money he got from selling Reddit, you assholes. 
So he's got no defense. He looks like his, he feels like his life is over. They keep trying to charge him with more shit to the point where he just commits suicide. And then two days later, in their, their merciful grace, they drop all the fucking charges. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck Biden. Fuck the DOJ. Suicide is, because the thing is, they don't want to go to trial. Because anything that comes out in trial is public knowledge. They can do all this bullshit in the background and drive these people to the point where they just fucking commit suicide because it's a way easier than dealing with this bullshit. Or they know that they have mental health issues. Aaron Schwartz was known to be suicidal at a point in his life, which means, hey, we can drive him to that point again. Didn't we just convict some bitch of... It was basically like first-degree murder because she told that kid to kill himself. She convinced him to stay in the car with the car running in the garage and said, just fucking do it already. (laughs) He does, and then she ends up in jail. Why isn't this happening to these people? Why are these jail guards? why Why is the DOJ, why is nobody prosecuted for the death of Aaron Swartz? We know now that we can convict people of uh, of murder if they convince somebody to commit suicide. They openly acknowledge that they tried to do this to Julian Assange. The whole point of keeping him locked away without being charged, without in fear of being extradited to a country he's not a citizen of, he didn't get commit the crime here. Oh no, the whole point was if we just drive him nuts long enough, he'll take care of it. The, the problem will take care of itself. They wanted Julian Assange to commit suicide, and they fucking said it in under under oath before Congress. So, yeah, this is what they do. Ugh. Christopher Stanton George, 53, of Fulton County, Georgia, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound just days after the Capitol breach. Yeah. I'm sure it was two shots to the back of the head, and the gun was not found. Oh, wait, no, that was... There were several other cases. Uh, at 5.30 in the evening on Friday, February 25th, just weeks before his sentencing, 37-year-old Matthew Pima uh, went to his garage and hung himself. On July 20th, 47-year-old Mark R- Roderick Ungst, Ungst, A-U-N-G-S-T of South Williams, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, became the third January 6th defendant to kill himself. I'm telling you, Bonnie vowed, her voice breaking, if my husband takes his life over this, there will be hell to pay. No, no, there won't. I feel what you're saying, Bonnie. Nothing bad happens to these people. And that's something that needs to change. Okay? This is, uh, there is no, no excuse, no reasoning None of this shit. If these people really committed a crime, give them due process, have them go before a judge, give them their legal counsel. If you have anything against these people, just fucking run them through the system. If you have nothing, let them go. These are political prisoners and we don't fucking do this in our country. The president made hate a patriotic duty. Yes, yes, he did. And this is referring to Joe Biden. According to Joseph McBride, the attorney representing Nichols and several other January 6th prisoners and defendants, the prison guards were retaliating against Nichols because of the habeas petition filed against Lancaster. 
because she's a dumb bitch. Uh, there is no other explanation, McBride told the Epoch Times. Our plan is to argue for his release today. And they should give it to him or they're going to have the fuck suit out of them. According to a motion filed on the morning of September 8th in the United States District Court for the District of Columbia, McBride petitioned the court to dismiss all charges against Ryan Nichols for the reason that the government in the prison, in the person of the president, has intentionally and irreparably poisoned the jury pool. Yes, he did. Cannot have a fair trial? Fucking release them all. <clears throat> Citing 31 separate statements Biden made against MAGA Republicans during his 24-minute speech on September 1st, McBride cha charges that the president has incited the entire nation to hate the January 6th defendants as patriotic duty. Bingo. Let him go. Biden, you ran your mouth. You need to shut the fuck up. Just like Obama ran his mouth. And what happened? If you look at the timeline... Obama running his mouth and making fun of Trump in front of everybody, I don't know, kind of caused Trump to run for president in retaliation, changed the Supreme Court and got Roe versus Wade overturned. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> According to the defendant's emergency motion for immediate pretrial release, the request for an emergency hearing, McBride also moves the court to order the immediate temporary release of Nichols from pre-trial confinement because, one, the D.C. jail is presently retaliating against the defendant for filing a civil case against the jail. Two, the length of the defendant's pre-trial confinement is a violation of his due process rights. No shit. The defend three, the defendant is being held in conditions of confinement that violate his civil, human civil and human rights. Yup. McBride has also petitioned the court for a change of venue. Why? Like, I, I would just go along with the first argument of there's nowhere in this country this dude could receive a fair trial because the president is being an asshole. Nowhere else to go. In the aftermath of the assault against their loved ones, January 6th family members uh, is dealing with the situation in their own ways. Sarah is requested has requested the CCTV video footage so she can see for herself what happened. Bonnie and Don want answers. Nicole Ruffett is heading to D.C. to stand in vigil with some other uh, January Sixers outside the jail to sing with the prisoners. Okay, apparently there is more. Okay, looked up the rest of the article. Nightly, they sing the national anthem without fail, Nicole said. Uh, it can be intimidating and very scary, she said, feeling somewhat like David as he stood before Goliath. We're fighting the sheer force of the U.S. government, and we're just regular people. It's overwhelming to think of the fight we have ahead of us and have been fighting for going on 20 months. It's scary, but it's important. I'm going to take a leap of faith and go to D.C. because I don't know where else to go. The Epoch Times reached out to Eric Glover. General Counsel for the District of Columbia Department of Corrections and Director of Department of Corrections Thomas Faust. I'm guessing they didn't reply, because um, there's there's no comment. And that's the end of the article. Um, yeah, this has been going on for a while, to say the least, and. Um, you know, I, I remember reading reports of, like, people with 
broken wrist, um, bruises, um, being needed to be taken to medical facilities for <clears throat> enhanced interrogation techniques, I believe is, is the term for it. But uh, a lot of... It's insane that this stuff is still going on. Uh, there's, there's one thing to point out here. When they don't have enough to convict you, that is when they scream and punch and try the hardest in order to get you to plea bargain. Um, it's very obvious that these people are looking to go to trial. They want to go to trial. Uh, their best chance is to really go to trial because if they leave it before a judge, for one, who is the judge hired by, right? I mean, some are voted in, but for the most part, judges are, are hired. So who are they going to be favorable for? And who do they know in their private life? Like, who do they spend the majority of their time with during each and every day? It's the same freaking people that are prosecuting and, and doing all that kind of garbage, right? So you don't want to go before a judge. You don't want to plea bargain because then it's just the state saying like, hey, you're going to do some fucking time whether you're fucking guilty or not. And don't, don't take the plea bargain. And here's the other thing. If you turn down the plea bargain, they come back with another deal. It means they have nothing. Or at least it means that there is a very, very, very good chance that if it goes to trial, they're wasting time and effort and money because they're not going to get a conviction. And here's the other weird thing. <clears throat> Prosecuting attorneys, they rely on getting those conviction numbers. They have to have high conviction numbers. It's usually what they run for when it comes to re-election. Uh, they just point out like, hey, I've got a conviction rate of 98%. Look at me doing my awesome job. Uh, that, doesn't, that number doesn't include, well, it includes plea bargains. It doesn't include not prosecuting people. Uh, it doesn't, uh, there's, there's a lot of times where they have somebody, they have them in jail. They're looking at the evidence. And then if the prosecuting attorney just looks at it and they're like, I don't think I can, mm, probably not going to be able to pull this one off. And they'll just release you. Um, the, it's not so much did you do the, the crime. It's what they can prove and how well they can prove it. So as for these people, like, you saw the one case where the guy went before the court and then they played the video of the cop, like, waving him in. <laughs> and the judge stopped everything right there and was like, <clears throat> and and you're prosecuting him with trespassing? No, like, we're done here. You're free to go. <laughs> so that is why they're treating these people so bad. Because they don't have anything on them. That's the uh, that's the sad thing here is uh, these people have been in jail for 20 months. Their lives are ruined. Uh, they'll go and apply for a job somewhere. Even though it's illegal, the, the employer will do a little Google search and go, Oh, shit. Um, this dude was, uh, they tried to convict him as a terrorist. I don't think he can work at this McDonald's. Uh, and there's a lot of people going through this. Um couple of the other podcasts that I, I posted, 
onthecollapseexperiment.com <clears throat> follows the story of the uh, Gretchen Whitmore uh, kidnapping trial. And one of the guys was found innocent and released, and uh, he still cannot get a job. He's, he's just permanently unemployed because people recognize the name. They, they know who he is, what he was put on trial for. Even though he was found innocent, the dude's life is pretty much financially ruined. And that's something that also needs to change. Why is it people will get out of prison after 20 years for, like, brutally stabbing three people and then they just get a job as a dishwasher in a restaurant? This dude isn't even convicted. He's found innocent. And he still cannot get a job. So, this is some of the stuff that these people are dealing with. The families are dealing with. Um, just for being at a place... <clears throat> The dude carried pepper spray. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? So, you have law enforcement documents stating that there's still deadly, less lethal, possibly still deadly substances when it comes to these, these different types of pepper spray or mace. <clears throat> and, um, and yet... This product was made for, for women primarily in self-defense to make sure nothing happens to them late at night when they're walking home or going to their car. Some dude's carrying pepper spray in D.C. And um, he's being charged with a, a deadly weapon? And I've heard this bullshit on college campuses too where girls are not allowed to carry pepper spray or self-defense weapons and... Then the college is wondering, like, why is all this bad stuff happening to the girls on our campus? Where's our campus police? It's probably the campus police that are doing it. But anyways, um, I digress. Uh, this this is insane. I'm glad the Epoch Times is keeping up with this. I'm I'm really tempted to just get a subscription to their their newspaper because. They seem to be the only outlet that's actually covering news. They're not afraid to publish anything. Um, is it biased? I don't know. I just know that they get information and they actually run with it. Unlike some people that had information on uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey Epstein. And they were told to sit on it. So that is where we're at. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein um, ends up uh, not doing any time. January 6th uh, is being uh, abused and tortured while sitting in jail without being convicted of anything. So that's where we're at. That's um, And this is another sign of the collapse. And um, yeah, so don't forget, you are the carbon that they want to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles. If you'd like to help out this podcast, check out books by Matthew Gilman on Amazon. Or you should just buy gold and silver. Just just buy gold and silver. It's, it's a better investment and uh, you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart.